welcome to Architecture Talk Tang. I am Sara Colada, an architect and organizer of the Disrupt Symposium, the first of its kind business of architecture event, bringing to stage major architecture practices to cover topics related to entrepreneurship and practice operations within the AEC industry. I am an architecture business development consultant and my goal is to raise the financial well-being of architects through effortless business growth. Each podcast episode features an expert or thought leader from the AEC industry who shares their journey, challenges and advice. Now, let's dive into this episode and welcome our guest for an exclusive interview. guys, welcome back Architecture Talk Tang with Sarah Colata. Today I have Tanisha Rafudin with me. So she basically is helping built environment organizations with their branding and marketing strategies and I invited her today to speak specifically about branding and marketing in the digital realm. So I'm really excited for this meeting. Thank you Tanisha so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure, thank you for having me Sarah. Awesome. Uh, normally, I let my guests introduce themselves fully at the beginning. So please tell us a little bit more, a little bit more about yourself, and what are you doing with your business? Sure. Uh, so my name is Tanisha Rafudin, as Sarah introduced me, and I am an architect. I trained as an architect, and I worked in practice, and I also worked in architectural comms for uh, publications like the Architects Journal and for a sustainability not-for-profit called the Sustainable Development Foundation. And along the way, I found that uh, my calling was truly in, in communications and branding, uh, which led me to uh, uh, set up my own creative agency, and that's called Concept Culture. So that's uh, really the story behind uh, founding uh, Concept Culture. And Concept Culture is a creative agency. We are a virtual team and network of communications and branding specialists and uh, we could be located anywhere in the world and our aim is to help uh, build environment professionals including architects like yourselves uh, to grow your brand and voice uh, uh, predominantly online because we're we we love working in the digital comms area as Sarah has already already mentioned so uh, you're very welcome to reach out for reach out to us for any help or advice you may need to grow your brand and business online. Excellent. So let's get right into it because prior to this call, we had a few discussions about this and we did um, cover some of the topics about comms in architecture altogether. And I think that um, that topic is really important for architects specifically because historically we don't really have a tendency to market our services. And uh, this is why I cover those topics quite a lot because I think that not every communication works for architects and um, a lot of practices are still having to navigate through the best ways that work for them to communicate with their clients. Um, so how do you find that, let's just kind of start from the basics here, how did you find that to be true um, in respect to you know how you work with your clients and um, you see kind of like the main things that architecture firms are struggling with 
Um, and what is the, the, the key ingredient, the key ingredient that is important to kind of introduce um, to architects in respect of comms, especially when we think about the digital realm? Well, I mean, you started off, you hit the nail on the head about where as architects, we're not very comfortable advertising our services. It's, it's almost frowned upon. And I recently had a conversation with someone who's like, oh, I don't like advertising. I don't like the word advertising. But I think if we move away from that stigma that's attached to, uh, to, attached to advertising and uh, we think about brands and, uh, you know, what, what a brand is in general, I think that maybe helped, that will help to alleviate the stigma behind it. So your brand is essentially your reputation. It's what other people know about know about you. So it applies to all businesses, uh, be it a com commodity brand like, you know, Coca Cola or uh, you know, a travel, a brand like British Airways, uh, or architectural brands like Zal Hadid Architects or Bjark Ingels Architects. So uh, a, a brand encompasses all all businesses. So if we move away from the stigma that's associated with what we call advertising, then maybe uh, it, it will help to alleviate that, uh, uh, this distress or discomfort with, uh, with advertising that, you know, we might have uh, grown up with through our, through our training, uh, training as, as architects. And so this is why I feel like digital communications offers architects such an amazing opportunity, because you can take advantage of, of content marketing. And content marketing is just, in a sense, publishing uh, uh, your content, your ideas, your your thoughts, your visions, your designs, uh, in a palatable way for for the audience and for the viewer and for the reader. So you can convey a lot through the content that you self-publish. So you don't even need to rely on architectural press or media or uh, other channels. You can use digital communication channels like your website or your social media platforms to publish yourself and if you invest the time to build that audience and that's where you'll build those loyal fans again through your, your social uh, social media platforms if it's sh showcasing a project that you're currently working on or if it's showcasing a competition that you're working on uh, whatever it is you know build those audience build build that loyal fan base online and they will keep coming back to you and uh, hopefully eventually it will lead to paid work and actual uh, real-time collaboration. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's really interesting you say that, but a lot of times I feel that people are a little bit afraid of going online in the first place because they, um, I mean, the, the, it's kind of like culturally accepted that we are not exposing ourselves so much on uh, in the press, for example, as architects, but more our designs. Uh, so it's all about the products, right? And our creation. And I think that social media somehow is a little bit more personal. Um, so I think a lot of people are having a certain like blockage there. How would you, um, you know, how would, from your experience, how would you, what would you recommend about it? And how is your um, perception of that issue? Well, yes, I mean, I have to agree with you. Social media is definitely the platform to showcase your brand's personality and your personal brand as well. So if you're a small practice uh, and and the practice is named after you, then that's a no-brainer really, because the name is the brand, you are the brand, and the work that you do is 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 a part of part of that brand. So I guess if you are uncomfortable being on social media and if that's not not something that 
that you want to do, then, you know, uh, don't do it yourself. But you can, uh, you know, uh, get someone else on your team maybe to do it if you, and if you have an in-house marketing team. But if you don't have an in-house marketing team, you can outsource that. And that's also the beauty of working in the digital environment is that uh, you can outsource a, a, a high quality team from anywhere in the world to work together with you to help you with your, uh, with your social media. So I have to say uh, it's not for everyone broadcasting yourself on a regular basis and really being into it. It, it, it does take up time, it takes up energy and it's not for everyone. So if you find that you've tried it and it doesn't work for you, then definitely go down the route of outsourcing that and out and hiring a specialist to help you that, but don't ignore social media. I think that's a definitely something I would stress on. Uh, it's a very powerful platform and, and it's, it's not about the number of followers, but it's the quality of followers uh, and the quality of connections that you can make on, on that platform. And that's definitely one, one pool uh, that you can find your clients uh, from as well. So if, if you are uncomfortable being online all the time and broadcasting yourself and taking selfies or doing Instagram lives, if that's not your cup of tea, you know, just outsource it, but don't ignore it. Like definitely uh, be on those platforms, be visible on those platforms. Yeah, absolutely. And I think to add to it, um, it doesn't have to be always uh, personal marketing. It doesn't have to be your face there. Um, you can tell stories from your office. You can tell stories from your build, build sites. You can tell stories of processes that you're involved with when you're designing, when you're, for example, um, coming uh, up with ideas or act, actually executing them. And that can be very interesting, not only to other architects, which um, can be interesting content for them to learn from, but also perhaps follow you, admire you, want to join your business, etc., and appreciate your your thought process. But also, I'm guessing with clients specifically um, to be able to show the processes and to show them that you're knowledgeable, that everything is kind of coming from somewhere, and yeah. um, and that it's a process. And I think that these processes also help. Um, the client appreciate the work that you're doing um, because they can better understand what you're going through as you're developing these ideas. And I think that on that note also, I wanted to ask you a little bit more, um, you know, to specifically kind of tell us a little bit more about client relationships when it comes to digital marketing. Um, they're slightly different. Um, and I know that when you go out there to the world of digital marketing, you should actually define very clearly who is the customer and who is the person that you are addressing your message to. Um, but you know, it can be extremely beneficial um, to do that, to go through that process and also develop that relationship with the client. And there, um, there, as you, as you probably will um, expand on it, there are incredible ways in which that can affect architectural businesses. And I think that's something I would really like um, for us to talk about because um, I find that a lot of architects underestimate the power of social media mainly because um, of not understanding that this can be an incredible way to generate leads and actually find clients. Yeah, no, 100%. I think um, that's the, the other thing that you touched upon about showcasing the journey that you go through from conception to seeing a building on site and then actually opening and people occupying it if you take the viewer on that journey with you throughout the process 
that's an incredible and powerful connection. And again, it's building trust. So in terms of developing client relationships, we all know it's about trust in our business and in the built environment and construction. It's all about trust. And, uh, you know, how do you build that trust? By publishing, uh, publishing what you're doing and showcasing what you're doing, being open and honest of what happens in, you know, behind closed doors, behind your studio. And then again, about you talked about it showcasing value. A lot of times, especially in the UK, there's always this conversation, but what do architects really do? Like, or, or this, there's this notion that architects are expensive and, you know, you'd only bring on an architect if you're de designing a high-end luxury, uh, luxury project. But no, there's real value that architects bring into, um, into the built environment. And that's, that's where using self-publishing tools like social media come into play. So to then answer your question about building client relationships. So in terms of lead generation, as crude as that sounds, I think your best bet is to be active on LinkedIn, especially now in the lockdown scenario where we're not uh, out and about uh, connecting with people at events or conferences. Uh, you know, all those opportunities no longer exist in a face-to-face -face environment. The events are happening online for sure, but it, to, to really deep, dig deep down in, uh, in, and connecting with people one-on-one, -on -one, I think LinkedIn is the best place uh, for you to be if you are working, um, if you want to communicate to the B2B audience or from a business-to-business -business, uh, perspective. But if you are wanting to connect to people on a B2C uh, environment, that's business-to-customer, maybe homeowners for you need the private residential sector then maybe you want to be on Facebook or maybe you want to be on Instagram as everyone loves a well curated Instagram feed and uh, you know it's just a way of escapism like you can spend hours scrolling on Instagram I think as of today you know it's endless you know you could just spend infinite hours scrolling on on Instagram but uh, but yeah definitely be on LinkedIn and when I say be on LinkedIn and be active on LinkedIn so publish regularly on LinkedIn, connect with people on LinkedIn and, and, and you know, have a strategy in place. Of, like, like you said, define who your ideal customer is, design who your ideal client is and, and, and do some research into where they're hanging out, what hashtags maybe they're looking about. And that's the other thing, like that's uh, the reason why digital marketing is such a handy tool is because it's all tagged by hashtags under subjects. So if you're a specialist in sustainable architecture, you know, look up the sustainable architecture tag on LinkedIn, go and contribute to those conversations, see what conversations are happening, make sure your name's out there. So then if somebody else is, if a client is looking for a specialist in sustainable architecture, maybe they go on LinkedIn and they do this same exercise. They, they look up that hashtag and they'll have a look at all the conversations that are happening. So if you've said something uh, uh, you know, influential there, or you've showcased a particular expertise on the subject, they're quite likely to connect with you or you know, look, look you up a bit, a bit more. So it's about being strategic about what subjects you want to be known for. And then the other thing that's, that's why worth the reason why it's so important to be active on social media channels and on digital channels is that it all connects back to your Google ranking. And ultimately, in a highly competitive uh, environment that architecture is, and you know everyone's uh, vying for attention, uh, ranking highly on Google in the you know top five pages, if possible, for your specialist subject becomes very, very important because for people who don't know you to find you, 
they're going to go on Google and looking for specific subjects. So let's say, let's go back to the sustainability example. So they might look for a sustainability architect, London, and you know, who's, who's on that page? Are you on that page? If you're not on that page, how do you get to that page? And so there's a number of things that you can do, and they're all related to being uh, uh, active on your digital profiles, be it your website or your blog or your social media, social media channels. And the other thing that the, these tools have this instant message feature or direct message feature, depending on the platform that you're that you're on and DMs are a great way to connect with people without the formality of the email. And, and because LinkedIn, if your profile is on point and you've got all the fields filled out and you're showcasing great content on LinkedIn, so the person has already been taken through that journey of your expertise and, and your knowledge. And so in a way, there's already a picture created in, in their mind. So, uh, you know, that you can be able to break the ice and have and find common ground which doesn't always happen in the cold email, whereas a cold LinkedIn message is a whole other ballgame. And, and you'll find that people are quite receptive to reaching, uh, reaching out to and responding to a cold, uh, even if you want to call it a cold email, someone you don't know on LinkedIn, uh, you know, just go for it. Trust me, no, people aren't shy anymore. Uh, you'll, you'll find a lot, you'll make a lot of connections on LinkedIn. Absolutely. And I think that um, it's a really great way to connect because it's more, it's less, it is a social platform, but it's less social per se. It's very oriented around business and people are really responsive on it. And I think that it's got an incredible power uh, that businesses can leverage. Um, so I really love the way that you took us through that whole journey of social media going into Google searches and uh, I think that this is really just, it's like a funnel. We need to see it like a funnel where the more important things for you and your business kind of happen at the place where the funnel tightens. And Google searches are specifically important because when people are looking up a specific service or you know whatever the keywords are of the business that you're providing, um, they will find you, but not not because only you have a social media account or whatever, those things are helping your positioning. And this is why we need to see that as a leverage, not so much as a, um, a strategy just to obtain clients from that one platform or another. They all collaborate with each other. And, um, you know, it's, it's just these new, um, it's a new era of marketing. But as we grow and the digital transformation is taking place pretty much in every single industry, this will one day turn to be one of the main ways of marketing. And at the moment still, it's very unexplored, but also it's fairly cheap uh, to market that way because a big part of it is organic traffic. And I actually wanted to touch a little bit on the paid side of it as well, because I think that it's important to understand the investment part that and what it takes. And it's a little bit um, different to what architects normally think of marketing and obviously budgets uh, directed at marketing, marketing activities. So let's talk a little bit about ads and um, how, you know, how would you see that part of, of, of the business? I know it's very important for uh, definitely lead generation, um, but it's probably not a common practice within the architecture industry to pay for, for ads and advertise on social media. So why would an architect in the first place uh, consider advertising and paying for advertising? 
Architecture Talk Tank is sponsored by the good people at Integrated Projects, a team of architects and technologists focused on the digitalization of the built environment. Did you know that there are more existing buildings in this world than websites? Yet only 0.0001% have been digitized. In response to this, the Integrated Projects team launched BIMIT to digitize any space imaginable. Offices, homes, mechanical spaces, you name it. Now any architect, engineers or reality capture specialists can convert their 3D scan into LOD 200 BIM just in hours, not weeks or months. Why does this matter? Well, now we can accurately view, verify and quantify the spaces that we design, build and operate. To learn more about BIMIT, visit www.integrated-projects.com forward slash Sarah Colada. Well, then again, we're back to the, the dirty word of, uh, <laughs> of, uh, of, of advertising and, and definitely paying for it. Well, I mean, if you are new, I, I would say go for it. And, and, and again, hire uh, an ad strategist, hire a specialist. Don't attempt to uh, do it on your own. Like you go into the Facebook ad dashboard and it's so confusing. Uh, it might put, put you off. So um, uh, if you're not, if you're starting out and nobody knows who you are and you want to generate traffic to your website, then definitely invest in Facebook advertising uh, purely because uh, Facebook has all the data already. People give Facebook a lot of data for free so you can target campaigns. Again, going back to who your ideal ideal client is uh you know it, it has all the demographic data it has all location data so you can create very targeted campaigns to to reach your ideal client and ideal customer and that will bring traffic into uh into your website and then then it's up to you that's how good your your website is how good your landing page is so that's only one part of the aspect is bringing bringing the traffic to your website and then and then it's up to you as to what the quality of content that you're showcasing on your website to convert the customer to actually pick up the phone and call you or fill in your inquiry form or whatever um, uh, the lead gen uh, activity activity is. And and obviously Facebook now owns Instagram, so so you can have a, you know, a whole campaign where your ads appear on Facebook and Instagram. So you're capturing, uh, you know, audiences across uh, multiple, multiple platforms. I think for the for the bigger practices, I, I doubt they're they're investing in in. I, I recently was at an event where a, quite a popular practice in London, their comms manager was outright, "No, we are never going to invest in ads." So that uh, going back to the to this to this stigma about about ads, because the other thing is that when you post an ad, it's very clear um, that it's a sponsored post that it is an ad. That's because it has to follow certain global uh, guidelines. So uh, I, if you're new, I wouldn't worry about it. You know, we all have to start from somewhere. So definitely, if, if you have the budget, invest in the ads because that's where the traffic will, will come from. I'm recently, I'm just working on a, another promotional project that's more of a social project, but we, we did a campaign with ads across uh, Facebook and Instagram and it in, in increased our traffic by, 
by almost 200, 200%, we were getting 100 visitors a day. Um, so yeah, it depends on how much, how much you want to spend as well. Uh, but for the early, early starters and your first starting out online, and you, you can do Google ads as well. And, you know, your name will appear on top of the Google uh, feature and Google, Google gives you, if you register for Google My Business, you get a couple of free credits as well. So, you know, make the most of those free credits to get, get on the Google leaderboard, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, ads do help those who are first starting out. Maybe not so much for the established, established practices, but those starting out, they will give you a huge boost, um, get people to your website. Absolutely. And I think that um, obviously not to speak that, uh, you know, the established companies have been established because of existing on social media early, but that plays a bit, very big role. A lot of um, influencer uh, publication houses, as well as um, architecture firms that started early, have a big following, not only because they, of their achievements in architecture, but also because they started early. And I think if you are starting today or maybe even had a profit for a really long time but you never really put attention into it and you don't have so many followers and you think about doing it i think it's a really great investment strategy because it doesn't even take all that much money um so recently i actually did a very, a very similar thing with a client and we only just invested like 20 euro per uh, per week uh, for um for ads on google and actually the following within a, very few like i think maybe two weeks it increased 600 percent so it's really incredible the outcome and i think a lot of it is obviously how you set up the ads and the um the keywords that you use and things like that but if you think about it when you when someone lands on your profile and you see that there is you know 600 followers a thousand you know five thousand six thousand that looks better than a hundred and um you know, sometimes you might want to test it, uh, but it's definitely important to start thinking about it and growing that part of your business if you do understand that this is a, a strategy for obtaining clients down the road. Mm -hmm. And um, again, like in terms of setting this system up, um, it's very important to understand as well what comes after what and why you're doing certain activities because it's not just about yeah. you know having following on instagram for example yeah. um you might as well just have a uh, following of a bunch of 13 year olds following you and that wouldn't be helpful for you so it's all about like strategic positioning and understanding how to target the right audience so that you have high quality following and that's the, the following that converts um, but in order for it to convert, you have to have an offer and you have to have a sale um, in front of them or somehow accessible to these people so that if they're interested to either purchase, purchase your services or actually learn from you, that should be there. Uh, so a lot of times it, the, the next kind of step of digital marketing is to think about how um, can you serve the the people, the followers, the audience that is following you and what, what could be their needs and how can you serve them with products or services that would fit those, need, those needs. Um, and a lot of that can come down the, down the road from engagement. So uh, again, some practices for engagement. Um, what would you recommend could be a really good uh, communication strategy for an architecture firm to engage with their audience? Well, there are a number number of things that you, you could do, but I think one of the one of the most um, uh, you know uh, engaging things of maybe it's it's about the to and fro of engagement. So it's not just about 
posting uh, a wonderful picture of your project, but then gauging, uh, you know, what does what does someone see or what does someone how does someone react to it? So uh, depending on your uh, on your on your speciality, maybe you are a you know high end uh, private residential um, specialist, and so maybe you have a you know you do a series of of pictures of houses and then you ask the audience so which do you like better or what do you like about these houses so you're asking questions and you're getting people to answer and that's in effectively a clever way of doing market research as well because that's you're gauging what what what's popular what are what you know what are the popular trends out there and what what people are are wanting to see in uh in terms of design and in interior design and the another you know quite uh, fun way to engage with your audiences are our quizzes, I mean, quizzes are ever popular, uh, particularly on your stories, you know, it's, you know, stories live for 24 hours and you have a fun quiz on your, on your story on, and, you know, you'll see people interacting uh, with, with your, with your content and again, but going back to the bigger picture of what your content marketing plan looks like and what you want to get out of your, of, of, of your content, if it's about, if it's a case of a burst campaign of, increasing your followers and another thing you could look into is our instagram takeovers so i recently worked with a um, um with a group about you know to because they were like oh we want to boost our followers so we're like why don't we do a, a takeover and we did a takeover with another uh, similar organization because they have open takeovers they have a call for takeovers it's like anyone can do that so it's, it's essentially you uh, uh showcasing your uh content uh to their audience and if they have a larger audience you both benefit because they uh, benefit from you providing them with with good quality content hopefully it's good quality and you benefit from their audience seeing you and then in turn following following you so that's the other thing and then i think amongst architects it would be so fun and i'm sure your audiences would appreciate it if you you know take over each other's uh each other's accounts and grow your followers uh based on um based on that on on that exercise and then um competitions are a fun way you know we know commodity brands do them all the time they run uh fixed competitions and they have a have a prize at the at the end of the day again that's getting people grabbing people's attention then um getting them to come to uh come to your profile so there are a number of fun things uh uh that you can do but but probably i think one of the most popular ones i've 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 seen on Instagram is like, do you like, which house do you like left or right? <laughs> you know, that kind of something as, 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 as simple as that, but that's, that's what will get people. What's what will help you build your followers, providing content that they can engage with. So it's a two way. So it's like social media, it's a two way thing. You ask questions, get answers. It's not just a one way uh, publishing uh, channel. So that's why it's, it's, it's quite fun. This episode of Architecture Talk Tank is brought to you by the MGS Global Group, a team that provides on-demand CAD and BIM drafting, as well as renderings for architecture firms. In today's environment, with everyone experiencing a surge in projects and staffing challenges, MGS Global can deliver your drawings on time and within your budget. So why work with MGS Global? Their customer service is exceptional and they provide quality for value. They have completed over 5,000 projects worldwide, a testament to their work. Now you can focus on design and let MGS do the rest. 
Check them out at www.mgsglobalgroup.com. Absolutely. I think it's all about collaboration, really. And, uh, and it, you know, through working together, it really helps, like you said, to exchange followers and things like that. Um, so basically, uh, just slowly wrapping up, um, I know that comms is like a really big uh, department and it has, there is with more and more obviously tools available online and all these different ways to publish. Um, and with the quite traditional nature of the architecture industry, I think that it still takes specialized knowledge and guidance to actually run a really good communication strategy. So how would you advise for architecture practices to approach that issue? Um, you know, being an expert in this industry, you probably know yourself um, all the things that can go wrong and how disencouraging it can also be. Um, so, so again, it's a big topic, I think, and there's a lot to learn about it. So what is your viewpoint on that subject? I think um, those who are uh, particular practices that are, are switched on in terms of understanding how businesses, how, you know, architecture practice is in fact the business. It's not, um, uh, it's, it's not just a, a, a social service. We, you know, some, we do need to earn a living and we do need to pay our bills. So from, from that point of view, uh, it's a no brainer that you do need to market yourself and you do, uh, it's, it's a cost of business at the end of the day. When you look at it at that, it's, it's, it's no different from paying rent for a, a studio. You know, you have to think about marketing and communications as a cost to business, as a cost to, to survive. Um, and particularly in now what's, what's, what's looking to be a incoming, incoming recession. So when you, when you approach marketing from that, with that point of view, it no longer seem like a, a burden or an excess because it's really not an excess. Uh, you know, any successful business owner will tell you, uh, you know, you have to keep the pedal on your marketing efforts. You have to keep the pedal on your communications uh, efforts. And particularly in the digital digital realm, it's about being active and about being consistent because it's as easy as, as it is to climb up the ranks in the Google search, it's equally easy to fall down because if your competitor suddenly becomes overnight more active than you, then they're climbing the ranks, uh, climbing the ranks faster. So it's not something um, you can you, you can sleep on. So if you approach it as a cost to business, then hopefully then you will see the value of what um, a, a good uh, marketing plan and a good communications plan can bring to you, and that obviously will support a business plan. So when you you know if you go if you're thinking, oh, okay, I, if you're not able to afford in-house marketing support and you need to outsource it, then definitely have your business plan in place. And when you're going to a communications consultant or a marketing consultant, or you're going to an external agency, have that, uh, you know, have that plan and share that plan with them. And they'll be able to, sh you know, offer you then um, uh, tips and advice and help you build, build your strategy. Because without, without, uh, you know, the specialist knowing what your business goals are, uh, what your growth goals are, it'll be very difficult for them to like stab in the dark and create a, a wholesome uh, strategy for you. So if that business plan needs six months, you know, 12 months or two years or where you want to be in five years, if you have that, you know, ready before you approach um, a specialist that will do you well and and I'm I'm sure you'll you you know that you you'll be able to find uh, the right people to connect with you know 
again, go on LinkedIn. There are, there are groups, there's a, there are architecture marketing forums uh, on, on LinkedIn and on, on, on Facebook. Uh, you know, we have some friends who run these groups as well. So you'll be able to find the right, uh, right help. It's all out there. You just have to have to reach out to them and, and they, they will, they will be able to help you because I mean, depending on when you trained, uh, it's quite likely that you weren't, you weren't, tra you weren't trained in, uh, you know, the commercial aspects of, uh, running, running a business. That definitely wasn't a part of my architectural training and I had to learn everything on, on the, the job and you have to put in the work. So, uh, you know, if, if you're, if you're more on the creative side and the artistic side and you think, okay, business is not for me, then, you know, ask for help. That's what, that's what we're here for. We're here to help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Tanisha, thank you so much for your time. Um, so Pleasure. tell us if any architects are interested to actually invest in their, um, you know, in their communications. And I think, guys, it's really important to think about it from a perspective of actually hiring experts. You don't want to do it on your own and find your way through the dark. You want to hire people that are qualified to do this and that really know the market in and out, that speak your language as well, but also understand the perspective of your client who doesn't speak your language because they do not mm. speak any architecture la language and do not, do not understand a lot of times what you mean by, um, you know, by, for example, even, you know, they don't understand the ranking of architecture bureaus and the fame of certain architects. So a lot of times it's really important that you communicate directly to the client who is um, a person that could potentially be a great buyer and, um, and a great appreciator of your service, but you need to communicate to them with their language. And, you know, it's all a lot of things to take on, especially if you are building your communications department. So I think it's important to invest in specialists and to work with people that are qualified to do this. And Tanisha is a comp specialist who has a firm <laughs> helping architects um, basically with their communication strategies. If you are interested in this kind of services, Tanisha, where do people find you? Well, thanks, Sarah. That was those. Uh, thanks for your very kind words. Um, so you can find us online. Uh, we are at uh, conceptculture.co. So that's just .co, not .com, not .co uh, UK. We're centrally based in London, but we're happy to reach out uh, to to help anybody wherever you are in the world. Like I said, we're virtual and we're agile. We're also on uh, social media. So if you go on our website, you'll find our social media. Uh, channels as well where, where we are we are a young agency in our in our form so we don't have the mass following it, uh, uh, as of yet but we're building it and um, you, you follow us for tips and tricks because we do share uh, tips and tricks uh, particularly on the LinkedIn a LinkedIn page and on Instagram uh, you can look have a look at our, our our some of our carousels where we where we do share uh, things that you could do to improve your your digital communications but but now we know it's a tough time for everybody. So we are also offering a, a free consultation session. So do take us up on that, on that offer. There's no closing deadline for it. So drop us an email at hello at conceptculture.co or probably um, Sarah will link to it in, in her YouTube description or I'll drop a comment uh, in, in any case and make it easy for you to find us and reach us. Yes, so just reach out for us and um, we can brainstorm a few ideas to get, you know, to kickstart the process. And then if you, if you feel comfortable in, in, in have, hiring us on, we can take it further from there. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, Sanisha, for your time and great tips. 
And thanks guys for listening again and stay tuned for more and have a lovely day. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Architecture Talk Tank has its own frequency. We're not a regular podcast, but we are here for you, always. If you have a suggestion for a guest or have a story that others in this community can benefit from, please contact me via social media or email me directly at me at saracolada.com. To sign up for my newsletter, simply go to the website saracolada.com. I am on Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. You can find me by typing my name, Sarah Colada. Come say hi. I'm always excited when you reach out. Bye for now and see you in the next episode.